Open the door and step inside to a world of practical magic, where we blend the mystical and mundane worlds of the everyday witch. Presented by Wise Woman Witchery and hosted by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade-Lewis. Hey friends, welcome to The Witch Next Door. Emily here. This week, Veronica and I did a little something different, and we did a little Facebook Live where we got to interact with the community, answer some questions. We chatted about spells, how to use them, things to think about when you craft them up. And I hope that you will enjoy this episode and have a listen. Oh, hello. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> hey, everyone. I'm Emily. And this oh, is... Uh, hi, I'm Veronica. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Witch Next Door chat. Um, I'm going to take a pause here and just pull up the Facebook group. So if anybody's tuning in from the Facebook group, I can see your comments. Oh, there I am in stereo. Put that on over here so I can keep an eye on it. So uh, Veronica and I are here today to chat with y'all and that's going to include opening the floor for questions so if you happen to listen to the witch next door podcast then you're <laughs> probably familiar with us in our wacky ways <laughs> <laughs> and maybe you found yourself listening to the podcast and being like i want to tune in here and say this oh i wish i could ask this question or maybe you haven't and you're here going huh this is interesting now i want to ask a question whatever it might be we're here we have some stuff we want to talk about, um, and we actually did get a question from, from somebody that we will be answering, but the floor is also open. So please say hello. Uh, you know, let us know if there's anything you want us to talk about. Hey, Catherine, good to see you here. Um, but before we launch into all of that, I just want to share that Veronica and I hopped on here a few minutes beforehand, and we're getting all like set up, right, ready to go. And Veronica was saying something about a mirror. Well, she was calling the window a mirror, right? Yeah, I don't know why. I was like, oh, my mirror. <laughs> but literally, she is saying that as I'm pulling a card. And the card I pulled was Glamour, looking into a mirror. And it says, into this mirror, I now see the realms of possibility. Can you see possibility through your window? I don't know. Not usually. No. <laughs> It's too opaque. Yeah, exactly. But then what's so funny is I pulled that card and then I grabbed the guidebook. And, you know, I'm always telling everyone, don't grab your guidebook. But these are these weird magical spell <laughs> cards that I don't know anything about. And I was like, oh, glamour, mirror. I wonder what this book's all about. Because um, I don't know that I've even worked with these. And I instantly turned to glamour, like to the page without like, I just, you know. Yeah. Just, anyway. That's right. That was crazy. And then what happened, Veronica? <laughs> and then I pulled a card <laughs> and, it, and it was the star. And then I remembered, I just most recently did a reading. I think it was the new moon reading. And there was a question about like something that I like needed to get over or something. Like it was like more of like something that I needed to stop doing. And then I picked, I had picked the star card. And so that just picking it right now, I was like, I remember thinking, I don't, this doesn't apply like stop having hope stop having good things <laughs> like why would i want that like that doesn't make any sense to me <laughs> which which is something that happens right how often do you have that thing where you're like you ask a question you pull a card and then you're like what <laughs> hey elise um and so i was saying sometimes it's good to look at what the flip meaning of that card is even if it's not pulled reverse so for the star, you might think about times that you have false hope or um, to being too optimistic without actually looking at what is maybe under the water, what's, what's the actual reality of what's going on. And then I thought Emily knew me too well, because I was like, that doesn't apply. How dare you? <laughs> too optimistic? Are you kidding me? <laughs> True. Veronica is really optimistic. She's I like, try to look on the bright side. <laughs> real true story I, yeah. and I'm like in the depths of everything like tortured and Veronica's like but what about this 
this and I'm like mm. I know we're so funny I was just I was just like talking talking to my husband about that last night I was like we're so different and like how we're attracted to each other like being like best friends and doing this podcast together like it's so cool <laughs> <laughs> like how does that even happen like you know you have the moon and you have the sun <laughs> well they work together right yeah <laughs> I, I was just thinking do we ever have issues we've probably had some little spats along the way right yeah we have yeah, yeah we've had a couple yeah i just forget them <laughs> <laughs> we get over it you know we never fight no. we're pretty good yeah. at talking about stuff so yeah it's true um so anyway blah 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 that was that's our wind up here to uh answer a question that came in yesterday from a listener slash community member. Uh, so Tracy was asking about spells. So what do you do when you're stumped writing a spell? Do you break it down to smaller spells? Do you go big and vague with still having a clear intent? Um, and then she also asked, do you ever mix languages if you can't find the words in English or hit the thesaurus? So that's like a lot of parts or we should break yeah. this down into multiple parts. Um, so Veronica, I would just pose that question to you. One, starting at the beginning, what what do you do when you're stumped writing a spell? Do you break it down into smaller pieces or do you just do the whole thing and have it be a little bit more like vague and vast? Well, my first thing with a spell is I want to hone my intention. Mm -hmm. So like, what am I, you know, what, what am I wanting to do? So I might clarify that first. And it sounds like maybe she's thinking like she can't, like she's having a hard time clarifying. Um, so I might do divination or do some journaling ahead of time to like really decide like what is it that I'm needing or wanting out of this spell. Um, because the more clear you can be, the more you're going to get out of it. Um, more specific, you know. So what she said was still having a clear intention, which makes me wonder a little bit if the intention is clear, but the pieces she might want to use for the, to craft that spell there's just a lot of them, like a lot of steps or a lot of parts. Um, and so that idea of breaking things down into smaller parts, I think the clear intention is the first piece, right? Because when I make a spell, I'm thinking three parts. There's this, the intention, the action, and the release of the energy. Do you have any other parts that you use, Veronica? No, I mean, that, I, yeah, I feel like that's pretty that's pretty clear. Those three parts. Yeah. I mean, when I, I, there's a part where um, there's kind of like the height of the spell. So like the crescendo or the cone of power kind of thing where you want to like hold that intention, but you could put that under action. So. Right. Cause sure. the action is the generation of the energy. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you, you could break that into two parts, the beginning of the action and then the, the real intense raising of power, um, raising of energy. Yeah, because with that rise, then there's that release, which depending on what the spell is, you may be releasing it right away as as like part of it, or it might be over time, like True. it might be time released. <laughs> right, or time growth, right? You might be building yeah. that energy up over time. And so then you build it up and then, or you release a little bit at a time, like letting the air out of a tire. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Hi, Jen. Good morning. I see you. Um, so I would say, you know, if, if you have a lot of pieces or a lot of different energies, maybe that you're wanting to pull into a spell, I probably would break that down and try to be as simple as possible. I, I feel like the more elaborate we get, the more tangled our intention can get. Unless each step really holds clear that intention, right? That's my two cents. Veronica, you're nodding. Yeah, I, I feel like, um, you know, if you're not clear about the certain pieces, you know, that you're wanting to include, uh, include, I would definitely like, just make it clear before I do it, you know, so mm -hmm. like, you know, am I gonna use a candle? And what, how, how is that going to play a role as opposed to just like having a candle there and lighting it and not, you know what I'm saying, and not having a, an actual intention of how, how that's going to be used. Right. I also just had that, you know, you were talking about getting really clear with your intention and maybe pulling some cards around it. 
I would almost say you could use divination here too to help guide you. If you're really feeling like I want to use all these different parts, I have all these ideas, you know, um, you could lay those actual things out in front of you and use your pendulum. Is this the right thing for this intention? Be really clear with your intent and then see which, which item or items really stand out. What are you getting your yes on? Um, and then choose those accordingly. That would be another I way next level. I it. love using the pendulum because I, that's like my final line of, of, of like of decision-making. It is. It's my final line of decision-making. Is this making. for the defense of the dark arts class? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. So like, if I can't, like, if I don't know what, what to choose or if like I'm using my tarot cards and it's not, you know, with tarot, it's like not yes or no, you know, you just kind of right. have to read into it. You know, it's a little bit more like, gathering information as opposed to like giving you a yes or a no but like it's like i just need a yes or a no right now and i'll hit my pendulum and then i'll know where i'm at in my response to what i get just like when i picked my star card and i was like that's not it so like if, <laughs> if i do my pendulum it says yes i'm like i don't want that why did the pendulum say yes i'm like oh i don't want that okay put that aside <laughs> yes well, and you know, one of the funny things about using a pendulum is sometimes it's, it says no, and you're like, but I was really attached to that. And then it gives you this whole other layer of looking at why were you attached to that? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then maybe you want to include it still, because that's a part of you that's like, oh, okay, now I know I want that. And that's how I want to use that, you know? Yes. Yes. We're very clear here. Are we being really clear? <laughs> <laughs> clear intention clear intention and then get clear about what items you're going to use and then uh the third part of that question i think that tracy asked was actually about using uh different languages and i think that if you feel drawn to a language or if you speak multiple languages and there are words that fit better from another language because not all words work cross-culturally um use it I mean, I, I think it's really about what works for you. And um, English is not the only magical language. Like, <laughs> I mean, language is really personal, I think, actually. And since your magic is personal, use the language that resonates for you or the words that resonate for you. Um, I, th I, th I think a big thing, though, is also if it's a different language and you don't know what you're saying, oh, right. I would not say it. <laughs> Because yeah. just, you don't know what you're saying, you know, and you're, you are, you're putting that out there in the universe. This is part of your spell. This is your intention. This is what you're wanting to weave. And if you think it just sounds pretty, then, yeah. you know, you don't know what it's actually, you're really asking, you know? So definitely yeah. if it's another language and you're not familiar with what it is, um, I don't know, Google Translate, depending on the language, <laughs> you know, just like, being able to just really know what you're saying when you're saying it. That's interesting, Veronica, because it reminds me of when you were in, um, I think you were in yoga teacher training and you were having to do chants, right? And I remember, didn't you ask your teacher like, or say, I don't feel comfortable chanting in this other language when I don't know what this means? Yes, yes, yeah. I did. I, I felt really, and then I would even be a part of rituals, you know, chanting rituals and then like chant after chant. And I know it's all, you know, it's, it's yoga. These people are all coming from a good place. I mean, I knew it wasn't bad, you know, it's not like putting out anything negative, but I also know that they sing about deities. Mm -hmm. And I know that de deities have different faces and they have different energies and, I have called on a deity and wish I hadn't before <laughs> and had some energy come around and smack me in the face. And so I definitely am a, like just a little cautious about like, what am I saying right now? Like, and so like ask, like I would ask the teacher, like, what are we singing right now? Like, you know, I just, just so I know what I'm putting out there, you know? Yeah. I think that's really valid because words do have power um names do have power and so you know circling back to that original question of using two languages I, or more you know if, if you speak those languages if those words have meaning to you um and you you know what their meaning is then i i think it's fine to you know write a spell in multiple languages 
this is just my opinion, of course. Um, just my opinion. <laughs> um, and then as far as using a thesaurus, sure. If, if you're trying to find a meaning and you can't find the words not fitting that you know for that, thesauruses are, I use them all the time. I actually have one right here. Look. Do you actually open up a thesaurus? Webster's wow. thesaurus. <laughs> right here next to my desk. And then if that fails me, then I'd use Google. But... <laughs> Catherine yeah. says language and names do matter. This is a great discussion. Yes, I agree. I think language is really powerful and it's it's our one of our primary forms of communication. Obviously, there's many forms of communication, but uh, if we're going to be speaking words, we have to have connection to those words. Yeah, and, and some of them sound so pretty. Like they sound really pretty and you might be like, oh, I want to add this like blessing or whatever. And maybe it's in Gaelic and you don't know what they're saying in Gaelic or, you know, you're saying something, but it's like, sounds so pretty. <laughs> it's like, well, maybe look up what it's saying in Gaelic. And yes, maybe that's your heritage and that, you know, holds a lot of power for you. And yes, you want to do that. Just like, maybe just know what those words mean before you start saying them. Totally. I concur with your analysis. <laughs> Um, I thought it might be kind of fun on just on this topic to give a couple like simple examples of ways you can cast a spell that are just really, really like bare bones using those three elements of intention, action, and release. Um, so I, I don't know, Veronica, if you have anything that pops into your mind. As I <laughs> That's so funny because I went even way, way more simple than that and like start started with the my most recent spell that I didn't know I was weaving. And I feel like we do that a lot when we talk about intention. Um, like I was looking at, um, do you remember? I mean, some everybody who listens might or have already heard this story about my job, but I definitely was feeling like I needed something to shift in my job and started really clarifying what I needed. Just like writing it down, talking to Emily, <laughs> talking to my husband, talking to people and just like, and started, you know, writing a list and like all the stuff and like just clarifying, 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 and then just found that it started happening. Mm -hmm. So like that first stage of intention with with that just with that I didn't I mean I knew I actually had a whole idea that what what spell I was going to do um I have this crazy book it's a spell book and it's like 5000 oh, yeah. spells like it's incredible it's this huge monster I love book. your face 5000 yeah spells. because I thought 5000 was way better than a thousand so <laughs> Duh. <laughs> and it looks really cool sitting on the shelf. This like ginormous book of like 5,000 spells. I'm a cool witch, man. I got a huge spell book. You know? I got a big old book. Yeah, I got a big old book. That makes that makes me a better witch, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> There's 5,000 spells in here, not 1,000, okay? So I actually was like, I'm going to look in here and see what this, and I had this whole plan of what I was going to do for this, you know, manifesting the job that I was looking for. I was going to make this special herbal oil. Like these are the steps that I was going to take, you know, and I had them all written down and it started happening before I even put the pieces together. So I guess in that, if we were going to look at the three elements there of intention, action, and release, your intention became very clear. Part of your action was writing it down, talking about it. And then nice. the release was, I think, the the sending it out there of like actually starting to look at, well, what would my life look like? How could I, you know, all of that. And maybe the talking about it too. So maybe those did double duty there. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't this fancy, beautiful, like I was going to make an herbal oil and I had the candle figured out. I was going to order this stuff online and pick these herbs and soak the oil and I was getting all into it you know like I'm gonna do this and the stones and right I didn't have to, I didn't I didn't end up doing any of that <laughs> didn't have to. And I didn't sometimes, have to sometimes spells are ready to make manifest like sometimes you start to put something out there and the universe is like yes this is the direction things are already headed I believe that anyway this is again my personal belief there are there's some things that take a little more oomph 
to make happen. And then there's others that are primed and ready to become whatever they're becoming. Catherine says she has a, a thousand and one spells book. <laughs> pretty, it's pretty good. Because a thousand and thousand. one is better <laughs> than, than a thousand. thousand. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> I don't I do not have any of those books. Oh I I, my goodness. <laughs> I know. Well, I do have some books that have spells in them. And I do have my first ever spell book, which was um how to turn your ex-boyfriend into a toad and other spells. What? Yeah, it's the first spell book I ever bought. Like at like Barnes and Noble when I was like- I was like, okay, wait, teacher? what's your motivation here? Right. Revenge? Well, I, I didn't know. I didn't know. I also never tried to turn anybody into a toad, but um, but now that I think about it, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Jen says she might put intention, action, and release into my daily pool rotation just to see what the cards say. Nice. I love that. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, because even you could even do that, like if you're doing it a daily thing, but you could also even do that like around a situation, you know? Totally. Yeah. Um, and building, she also says building the spell is definitely an, a sort of action all on its own. I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, so another, like another simple spell, I just, I went to put my jacket on yesterday or the day before. I don't need my jacket today. Cause it's like going to be 99 degrees. Um, I'm already sweating in my t-shirt. Yeah. Like 930. <laughs> but anyway, I put my hand in my pocket and I pulled out all of these. I, I mean, that's like a lot of bay leaves. Oh, and there's more. <laughs> nice. Nice. So, uh, we went camping overnight last week and on, on our walk through through the forest, uh, I came across this bay tree that a branch had broken off of, freshly broken off of. So it still had all these fresh bay leaves on it. So I harvested them. I love bay. It's one of my favorite, favorite plants slash trees. I love the smell of it. I love the energy of it. It just, the oils, I don't know. It's just, I love to crack it and sniff it. <laughs> Super magical. Uh, it's very clearing for me. I feel like when I smell bay, it just feels really clearing and refreshing and, and opening. Um, so anyway, one of the things that I, I have used bay leaves for is uh, to have an intention, create an intention, and then write that intention on the leaf. And as they get dry, these are pretty dry now because they were in my pocket for a week in this lovely heat wave we're having. Um, but they get a little bit more crickly crackly and a little harder to write on, but you still totally can. And you can use a marker and write your intention on it or write a word on it. And then you can do multiple ones if, if your intention has multiple words, but then you can release them simply by burning them um, or burying them. Or some people throw them into a simmer pot and let the steam infuse the energy out into the universe. So that's like just a really simple, like almost kitchen witch in kind of jam that you can do uh really easy spell work so that's that's another simple spell i have lots of bay leaves i'm going to have many spells <laughs> i can not crack them all up and smell them first <laughs> it may, i i love how you said like put it like with the steam i love that idea but as soon as i heard that though i was like oh i want to put my face in it you know like and breathe in the steam you could like, yeah inhale your intention into your body yeah just like suck it up you know <laughs> just like let it envelop your whole being like every single molecule <laughs> open your pores and absorb it into your skin yeah yeah, yeah. it's a great or take a bath in it you know that mm -hmm. sounds nice too that's totally another way you could use it yeah, yeah it's the in setting the intention the action writing it down and then releasing it um, and you could do that with paper too. I just happen to think bay leaves are pretty rad. And I don't know, anytime I, this is silly, but anytime I go out and harvest something and then utilize it in a magical way, it just feels like that much more magical because I feel more connected to the place that it came from, like the, the earth energy that it came from. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Plus I'm all, la, 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 look, I'm a witch. <laughs> harvesting plants <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> i know it's so funny like uh i i had a 
I had one of my landmates ask me the other day, he was like, so, you know, do you know anywhere I could buy like dr dried bay leaves? I'm like making some beans and I just want like bay like in my, in my pot. And I was like, oh yeah, um, look around you. <laughs> He's like, what? I'm like, just turn around, turn around, look around you. Like we are surrounded by bay, tre bay trees here. Property is bay Our tree. whole property is filled with bay trees. <laughs> and he was like ready to go to the supermarket and buy bay leaves. <laughs> Well, you, I mean, it's funny because it's a, like herbs are everywhere. Plants are everywhere. And my husband was looking outside and he's like, should we rip this out? And because there's a plant that has taken over our patio, it's like popping up in all the cracks. And I'm like, no, that's oregano. Don't you? <laughs> he's like, what about this one? I'm like, that's parsley. Like, don't, don't tear them. Yeah, this is food. <laughs> You're going to eat that later, dude. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's going in our food. Right. <laughs> yeah. Never all around. Um, along the lines of spells, I'm remembering that I think I gave you a spell for solstice one year. Is that correct? I, did. I think we talked about this actually in some podcast along the way. Because you, I talked about how you burned all the edges of the parchment and made it look yeah. very old and fancy. And like there was a candle and there were herbs and it was in a fancy box and it was like the coolest present. Yeah, I think that was our winter solstice like gift giving uh, podcast. Chat. Yes, yeah. I think you're right. And then you gave me honey in real time. That is true. <laughs> you're like, oh, speaking of gifts, dun, dun, dun. here's yeah. a gift of honey. Right. And I'm like, I have nothing. <laughs> I wasn't prepared for this. <laughs> no, but I think I feel like that spell was a time release spell. So I don't know, like we kind of touched on the idea of like time released. Um, wasn't it? I'm trying to like. It was, that yeah, was you're a... supposed to say say the thing, say the thing that was on the paper. Set your intention. Say the thing that was on the paper. Uh, it was an abundance spell. I think it was for calling something in. And uh, then you were supposed to light the candle every day as you said this thing and let it burn for, I don't remember how long, but it was to burn for a certain amount of time. Um, and then, you know, what the spell would be complete when you reached a certain number of days. That's, if I recall correctly, was what. Yeah, that that's what. And then after that, you were supposed to bury it. Did you yeah. do that? You buried it. Oh, good, good, good. <laughs> no, I don't think I did. No, I'll tell, I'll tell you the truth right now in real time. I uh -oh. did the spell, that candle stopped burning. Oh, okay. it, it was like one of those ones where like the wick burns and then the wax is too abundant for the wick. Yes. Yes. So I was like, oh, so you, well, you, I could take that as it was done. Like well, it did I its job. You, I think I felt sheepish. <laughs> like, Monica made this beautiful spell for me and I love it so much and I did it and yeah. Yeah. And then it stopped after whatever day 10, day 15 or whatever. And then it's like, okay, well then it's done, then you it's know? So yeah. Then I would say, okay, well it, it's done. You know? you know what? I know where that candle is because I didn't throw it away because it felt weird to throw it away. So it's up in the cupboard above my fridge with the cat. You still have it. How many years later? <laughs> A lot of years later. <laughs> like wow. 15 years later. Yeah, so a fun project would be to dig out all of that wax. Would that be a fun project? Yeah, that would be so fun. <laughs> and then you could like melt all your wax down <laughs> and make a new candle. Just saying, anyways. <laughs> you know, the holidays are coming. They're right around the corner. <laughs> that is definitely a project. I did yeah. that this this last solstice, and it is a project. <laughs> I've done that. I did that a not this last solstice, but the solstice before, um, I used old beeswax candles and new beeswax and melded them together. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, we're off track again. There we go. Spells. This is, this is what it's like to hang out with Veronica and I. We have many <laughs> conversations. We can be on the phone for hours and hours and hours. Um, yeah. Jen says, if you bury it, I wonder if you'll suddenly feel more completion for whatever you called in. I couldn't tell you what I called in because it was 15 years ago. It was a long, <laughs> was it, it was a long, I don't know if it was 15, but it was pretty long. It was, yeah. it was before I lived in this house and I've lived in this house for 12 years. No, yeah. You're kidding no. me. It was when I lived in that little tiny house. That was when I got it. Wow. Okay. 
Wow. That just blows my mind. Dude, we've been doing Apple for 18 years. Yeah. It's this time just keeps going. Just yeah. keeps moving on. <laughs> down all the old wax for more candles. I use a lot of candles too. I've started using like mostly though tea lights and then there's not a lot of wax left. But um, on the bigger ones, I definitely save those or the ones that come in ugh, like these kind. Oh, yeah. They burn all I have, I have so many candles where there's just a little bit, you know, because it stops, you know. Right. And I just like save it all. And I still have like piles just from solstice to now. And I'm like, okay, I'm saving them. And at some point I'll get that project and, you know, do that. But it's like... Also, like we use candles a lot in spells. Like I feel like every single time I light a candle, it's I'm feeling like the intention is to set sacred space. So, totally. yeah, totally. I lit a candle right now before we started. Yep. Um, just in honor of the space. It's I definitely do that. I do that when I'm working too. When I'm psychotherapy working, um, I light a candle in my office as the day begins, and I blow it out at the end just to signify that creation of space. Not really a spell, but just you know, candles. You yeah. Can so kinds of ways is 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 setting sacred space a spell, or is that different? Setting an intention. I don't know the answer to that. Question. And the action you're lighting the candle. Ooh, and then you're and release. And you you blow it out. Maybe every time you cast a circle or create a sacred space, you are actually casting a spell. Casting a simple spell. Yeah. We like to say spell like it's like this huge like thing. Like it's a spell. And I think it, <laughs> it, 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 it has this, you know, connotation of like, I don't know, a lot of different moving parts. And it's really like, I don't know, magical. And yeah. So like the simple, the simple ones, it's kind of like, oh, is that a spell? Because the, does that have a special magical oil? Do, are you doing a cleansing? Are you doing this? But it's like, yeah, actually, that is a simple spell. Yeah. You know, if you're lighting it with intention, it's one thing if you're just like lighting a candle and you're setting it aside. But like a lot of times I'll light a candle when, you know, someone has passed. Yeah. You know, and that's an intention. I'll set it on my altar. And like, that's part of the prayer, oh, you know, the prayer for guidance to the next yeah. realm. Yeah. Well, and prayers are spells too. And usually all you use is your voice. You have your intention. Your action is the words that you say, the feeling that you have. And then the release is the same thing. It's speaking it, um, writing it down, or lighting a candle, whatever it might be, blowing it out. Yeah. So many ways to work with energies. Yeah, simple too. Mm -hmm. Catherine says she cleans and refills all the glasses for the um, candles. And I do the same thing. I have actually a whole cupboard full of empty jars that need melting to get the remnants out and then refilling. Yeah. <laughs> I know there's that project that's always just like hanging out there. It's like, oh yeah, I'll do that someday. <laughs> right? Well, you know, with all your beeswax, Veronica, if you need some glass containers, I have plenty. Let me Okay, know. thank you. Yeah. It's okay. funny because I got molds, you know. I oh. could have just poured them straight in there. I could have I could have asked you. I didn't even think about that. You said molds, and I'm, I thought of mold, and it took me a second to be like, why would you make Oh, yeah, like mold. Yeah, candle mold, yeah. No, I know. I don't know why my brain went there. But, yeah, different shapes. What shapes? Yeah, different shapes, like the shape of a beehive and, you know, like really oh, cool right. ones. Yeah. But when you pour the wax and it looks really kind of neat. Fancy. Yeah. Fancy. Mm -hmm. I, I really like like writing in, on like in the wax for spells. There's something about like, you know, carving into the wax that I really like because then when you light the candle, let's say you're doing it for, for a manifestation of a new job or manifestation of a new home or whatever, a new love, like you can, you know, you light it and then you continue to light it just like we do with Bridget's candle, you know? Yeah. yeah. I like that too. I, I do like to put, 
uh, to carve into candles, whether it's a sigil or a word or whatever it might be. So uh, Jen says, I think cleansing is a spell, meditation, mindfulness, prayer, they all change energy. Absolutely. I agree. Mm -hmm. Cleansing is a spell. Yeah. <sighs> spell work. Yeah. And a lot in rituals, a lot of times like cleansing is like the first, you know, step. Yeah. As like what you want to do before you, you know, step into your space is like, okay, like I'm going to smoke cleanse or I'm going to do an herbal wash or a spray or something to like, you know, clear the gunk before I like want to, you know, set my new intention or where, what I'm wanting to go for, you know? Right. Maybe everything is a spell. <laughs> maybe maybe i don't know i mean i feel like like we keep talking about intention that it, like coming from uh from that place of like knowing what you're doing when you're doing it you know instead of just going through the motions yeah i mean i guess you still could do that when you do a spell like people your heart might not be in it you know and you might just be like okay light the candle okay say the prayer you know like when you have like I think people do this like 30 days of saying my intention or my mantra or whatever. And I, I, I actually had a practice where I had my mala beads and I would say my prayer at each bead, you know, for each bead. And there are days when I was just going through the motions, like I'm not feeling this. Like, even though I was saying sacred names of the different, of the goddesses, like, yeah, I mean, this is like really sacred, but I'm like, oh my God, 108 times. Okay, here I go. <laughs> like, here I go. You know, and some days I'm like, I don't want to do this. Why am I doing this? And my head's like spinning out. And I'm like, that, you know, that's part of the process too, you know? Yeah, no, it is part of the process. And, and I think anything repetitive like that really, um, it's the, it's the repetition, the repetition that, that builds on itself and the discipline of showing up and taking action over and over again, even when your heart's not in it, I still think it lays a foundation because there are days where even, you know, like maybe one day you're like, oh God, here I go getting through this thing. Yeah. And then the next day you go to do it and you're like feeling it, oh, yeah. uh, but it all winds itself together. It weaves together into <clears throat> that intention that you set. Well, I, I feel like having practice is just, I mean, that's the part of having a practice, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Make it till you make it witchcraft style. <laughs> Seriously. That's how it feels sometimes. You're like, oh, and even, even sometimes like if you're doing a spell, like you're like, okay, like this is what I wanted to do, but it's changed. Like it's changed. Like, do you change it or do you continue with what you already had planned, even though you know what I'm saying? You mean your intention changes over time? Yeah. Or let's say you started with this idea of like, hey, I, I this is what I want. And this is the spell that I want to do. And then something changes. Like this happens a lot in group because you don't really have a lot of control over what's happening. You know, <laughs> like if somebody else plans it or like it's a group plan and uh -huh. you're like, okay, we were super into this when we made this plan and now it's time to execute it. And like one person's into it and three people are not or like the whole group's like this i don't know about this like are we just gonna do it even though and sometimes we do sometimes we just do it and it's like eh, eh, maybe that wasn't the best <laughs> ritual we ever did you know and then sometimes it's like oh once you get in it you're like okay i can see why we actually plan this you know, like there is, there's an intention there. Maybe we weren't feeling it in the front, you know, in the beginning, but like, okay, now we're in it. And like, this is the intention that's behind it. I can see why we did this, you know? Well, it's much easier to pivot individually than it is in a group. You yeah. know, when you find that you've set an intention and you've started a practice or you're going to do a ritual and you start to do it and you realize it doesn't feel quite right, you can shift in the moment and make it different. But when you're working within a group, here we go, we're shifting, we're, now we're shifting topics a little bit, but uh, <laughs> when you start to work within a group, you actually have to work with a whole bunch of different energies. It's not just you and how you're experiencing it, it's how that web is woven through everyone. Well, and that's also, there's a negative thing there when you're by yourself, it's really easy to bail out. It's easy to bail out. 
like, I don't know about you, but like a lot of times I'll be like, oh yeah, okay. I did my meditation and it was like five minutes instead of 10 or, you know, like I slowly start going like, oh, you know, 30 days. I don't need to do 30 days. I'll do 20, you know, <laughs> it's like the accountability, you know? Yes. Well, that is the bonus of being in a group, right? You get the accountability of, of everybody else showing up. Sometimes you have to show up to, for other people to show up for yourself. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Which seems kind of counterintuitive, but it's actually true. Knowing someone else is going to be there can make you get there for yourself as well. Yeah. And remind you. <laughs> yeah. Remind you to do it. Yeah. I don't fail out too often these days on things. Like if I set something for a certain amount of time, I usually follow through on it. Um, I have pivoted partway through, but um, most of the time I'll follow through in some way. Um, mostly because I, I feel like I have an inner accountability person who's like, you need to do this. They're always not, they're not very nice all the time, but. <laughs> <laughs> you said you were going to do it. You better do it. Oh, well, and then there's that other side of like, there's sometimes to let go, you know, there's a time when it's like something's done, it's done. And it's yeah. okay. It's okay yeah. to stop at 20 days instead of 30 when you're like, okay, actually, I'm doing other things now. And this is not what I need. <laughs> Every fiber of my being when you said that was like, No, it's not. You said you're doing 30 days. <laughs> yep. I've many times, like, and I definitely I've tried to give myself some freedom around that, you know, but then it also there's the accountability of yes, you can do 30 days. I mean, like, that's, it, it also depends on what it is. Like, I'm also thinking about, oh, I've done a lot of different cleanses where it's like, it's a 10 day oh. cleanse. Yeah. And I'll bail out on like day six or seven, because I'm like, I'm not feeling great right now. Like, yeah. this is not really good for me right now. Like, um, like I was feeling it. No, not so much. You know? Yeah. I, I do know that one for sure. <laughs> well, we're just yammering away here. And I just wonder if anybody who's here has any questions that they would like to ask or anything they'd like to throw into the pot that you'd like to hear about um, in this in this little remaining chunk of time. It's okay if you don't. I'm sure Veronica and I can fill the space. Uh, uh, yeah, we could. <laughs> We could talk about spells for yeah easily another 20 minutes if not another <laughs> hour <laughs> um is anything coming through emily because i have something i could share can you not see you can't see the comments no i can't see comments oh yeah. oh you're on your phone huh yeah i'm on my phone so i don't get that extra the extra bar got it yeah, yeah. no there's not anything coming through at this moment but I see a couple of people, just a couple more people just hopped on. So if the folks who are hopping on have questions, feel free to type them in the chat and we will uh, respond. Uh, I just feel like Jen says, no questions here. Just nice to feel like I'm at brunch with friends. <laughs> <laughs> Emily's exactly. your tea. We're just like chatting. Or la, chat. la, la. <laughs> Let's talk witchery, shall we? <laughs> Um, my, my sister did a spell once that was like incredible. Um, sister? my sister, Rachel, who okay. passed, mm -hmm. um, so she did a spell once she's the one who actually opened the door to, uh, paganism for me. Um, so it's not a surprise that, um, the story comes from her that she decided she was going to do a spell because there was, she was having a like a difficulty with, um, I think it was a coworker. She was ha really like contentious coworker. Like it was a really hard thing. Like almost like she was like, I might have to quit kind of thing. Like we are just not getting along. And my sister was very strong willed though, too. Like she was, <laughs> yeah, I'm always like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she was um, fiery she was very fiery and this other woman was very fiery as well. And there was definitely some competition going on. Mm -hmm. um, but so she did this, it was a simple spell, but it was like, she wrote up like all the things she was wanting from this job and like, you know, the positive pieces of like, 
what she wanted to shift towards, you know, like peace and harmony and all this kind of thing. And just as she lit the candle, an earthquake hit. Dude, I'm getting chills. <laughs> Crazy. Like just a quick shake of the earth, you know? And and for those of us in California, that's not surprising, but in right. our area, we don't feel them that often. I mean, people like to think that we feel them a lot. We really don't. Like right. we have them a lot where we live because we have we have geysers. So we have this whole geothermal yeah. thing going on, but we they're small. They're so small. We yeah. hardly feel them, but this one was pretty intense because it like shook the whole, you know, it was like, okay. And it was fast and it was like, boom. And she was like, okay. <laughs> like, like, and there's that, you know, obviously the part of you that's saying like, oh, is that just like an exclamation point on what I just, you know, what she just did? Or is that saying like, okay, that's the release of the spell, you know, mm -hmm. check mark done, you know, or it was like, that was just like a way it was being dispersed. Well, you could take that in any way you wanted, but you know, her and I would like to say that like, that was, you know, what really sealed for something to shift you know, in their relationship, it did a little, it didn't like, it wasn't like this huge, it wasn't like a huge earthquake in her, I'll be honest, you know, in her work environment, there definitely was a little shift, whether that was the spell she did or whether it changed her, the way she approached this woman, you right. know, probably a little bit of both. But um, maybe that's part of what spell work is, is it actually, once we set an intention and go through the energy to create a spell and cast it, some of that work is within us, you know, it changes us because we're being intentional. Yeah. I mean, I think we did a whole episode about spiritual bypass that yes. was a little controversial. <laughs> yes. And we probably could do another one, but um, yeah. So Veronica, I'm going to hit the pause here because we do have a question that came through from Angel who wants to know what are some good morning rituals to get into when you're first starting? Ooh. Ooh, morning ritual. Love it. Do you have something? Um, I, I have several, but. Yeah, I have several too. Like, like first is like just simply lighting a candle, like greeting the sun, greeting the day, lighting a candle, picking a, a card. If Tarot really calls for you, if you have a, your favorite deck, you know, or and then just. Or runes. Exactly. Some, some sort of. Uh, divination or something that kind of like sets the tone of like to set your day in a more spiritual way as opposed to just like you know doing your thing like washing your face and to the, you know doing all the physical things to kind of like start your day with something that puts it like okay I'm not just a physical being but I'm also a spiritual being and how to connect with that first thing in the morning mm -hmm. um breath work meditation yeah. You know, having a simple, I mean, depending on what your morning space looks like, you could take just simple 10 minutes of just breathing, lighting a candle, doing some smoke, you know, cleansing and, um, you know, setting an intention for the day. One of my favorites that uh, I was introduced to some time ago is setting an intention for the day and stirring it into your morning beverage. So, you know, if you have tea or coffee that you drink in the morning, even if you don't add anything else to it, you can do the act of taking a spoon and stirring that around and, and think, you know, breathing the intention into it for your day and then ingesting that. That's a really easy practice. It's like super simple um, that just infuses more intentionality into yourself, your space, your body. Yeah. So it's a good one too. Um, there is a book that I don't have in here. So I can't tell you the exact title. I think it's called Everyday Magic. Um, but for many, many years, and some of you have probably heard me say this before, but for many years, I did uh, lighting a candle each day. And there was a morning prayer in there that you would say. And I just when I was very first starting out, that was one of the things I did every day. And it was it sometimes was um, kind of that rote thing, like you were talking about Veronica, of like, Oh, God, I'm doing this ritual again. Uh <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm day saying day. all the things. Gonna blow <laughs> a candle out now. I gotta go do my day. But uh, other days, it felt a lot more profound. And the more often mm -hmm. I did it, the more it just created this uh, presence for myself to begin each day with. So, there there are some very simple practices that you can do. 
journaling morning pages are great uh a great thing to utilize so you could simply um just when you first get up in the morning sit down and just free write for five ten minutes and just it doesn't have to be about anything but just the act of coming into contact with your inner realms in that way can help you um you could also do a dream journal and have that be part of your daily practice uh these things take a little more time maybe than breathwork the dream thing for me i i when i am really actively dream journaling it tends to take more than five minutes because every word i write evokes another like oh yeah oh, oh didn't that happen oh yeah. yes right and then it gets richer and deeper and then you know and then eventually the threads run out but um th so yeah those are all some good morning rituals that you can get get your day going with uh yeah do you have other ones I I feel like, I feel like the biggest thing around morning ritual is like, go with where you're at. Like, um, because, <laughs> you know, you want it to be a, you want it to be something that's going to sustain you that like, mm -hmm. is something that's actually helpful for you, something that you care about, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, because like I, I, you know, picked a tarot card like every single morning for like a couple of years. And then it start, I was telling Emily, like, I think it was a couple of weeks ago in the podcast and I was like, I stopped doing that like a month ago. And she was like, are you kidding me? Like my whole world rocked. Like you remember, remember that? I know I, I just made a little sassy face. She didn't really I say it did. like that. But, I probably um, did. I don't know. I can be sassy. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, you know what? It stopped, it stopped working for me. Like it's, I stopped needing it and it stopped being helpful. Like I felt like, almost like pulled down by it. Like, Oh, I have to pick my card again. And, you know, and yes, we talk about faking it till you make it. But it was like, I've been doing this for two years. And there, there is a time when stuff, you know, things start petering out mm -hmm. and it may be a time to look at whether it, this is something that's helpful for you. Cause essentially it's for you. This right. is for you. You know, totally. this is something you're doing to connect to your spirituality, to, you know, to enrich your life. So you want it to be helpful. Mm -hmm. I love it. Angel just said, maybe I'm doing more than I think. Thank you for all of these. They're so helpful. I think sometimes <laughs> we are doing more than we think. And, and I want to just put out there that witchcraft doesn't have to be massive, elaborate things, full-blown theatrical rituals that you do. Um, although it can be, and sometimes it's really fun to have those things happening, but uh, so much of my own witchcraft practice is really embedded in these simple day-to-day -day acts. Um, you know, the simplicity of smoke clearing or um, taking the time to intentionally spray myself down or take deep breaths and do some type of clearing when I need it or in between clients or whatever it might be. That's, that is part of my, the fabric of my day-to-day. -day. It's not, and it's not huge and elaborate and complicated. Um, and yet, I'm all down for getting all dressed up and doing the whole costume thing and having a big elaborate way that you create sacred space and a powerful ritual that has all these tools and pieces and props. Like I'm super into that, but it's not as frequent in my practice as some of these other simple things. So, yeah. Yeah. Catherine says, I appreciate that I get to choose my path and rituals really, really appreciate my practice does not have to adhere to strict rules. Yeah. I mean, there are some, um, groups within Wicca, like Wiccan traditions that have more strict kind of codes and this is how you do things. Um, my, my personal witchcraft is, you know, although it has elements of Wicca in it, it's definitely, um, more rooted in energetic practices that have to do with cycles and seasons and earth energies. And I think that's, when it resonates for you and is in the frequency of your self of your spirit that's when you're really channeling your own magic through you well and i feel like it feels it feels right and it feels like it, it's integrated in your everyday it's not like it's something separate separate from you like right. oh i have to take this time and separate because most of us live pretty pretty you know fast-paced lives maybe it's not fast-paced but maybe you have a lot to do in a day or you have a lot of people or animals you need to take care of you know and and you know, like setting aside like an hour or two hours like it seems like it, you know it just doesn't make any sense for you you know and that 
just ha setting intention, small little intentions and doing, you know, doing your life um, that works for you, but it's keeping you connected to spirit, you know, is it, it's gonna, it makes all the difference, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I agree with you. I agree with everything you say, Veronica, all day, all day, every day. Mostly. Mostly, except when I don't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I know how many times over the years that we have talked about, like, um, making sure that our spirituality is integrated in our life, that it's not separate. Um, because when, when it starts being separate, it starts to feel like work, really. And then things drop off and you find, oh, I'm not practicing at all, or I'm not connecting. Really, when you say practicing, I'm not connecting, you know, mm -hmm. like I'm just doing my life and moving, going through the motions, getting things done, but I'm not connected. And it, it doesn't like, what's the point right now, you know? Well, and I know, you know, one of the things about having a circle, a coven that we've been in for all of these years is that in those moments where we're feeling really disconnected from our own practices, there was always this sort of touchstone to come back to, um, to reconnect and to remind, oh yeah, I can, I can tap into this. Um, and, and so that is kind of the value in having a group outside of just, you know, being left to your own devices. <laughs> Cause when I'm left to my own devices, let me tell you. <laughs> Yeah, you can feel like you're floating around sometimes. Sometimes. You need an anchor. Yeah. Totally. That being said, the longer I've practiced, the more embedded in my life my practices have become. And so, again, the more they're just part of my day to day that I don't necessarily, I don't know. It's my witchcraft is not separate from me. I am a witch. This is what I am. This is how I live. This is the lens I see the world through. And um, there are practices that live in me every single day you know, just because. And it's funny yeah. because like, we think like you do it like every day and you're like, oh, I'll just stir this intention into my coffee. Whereas like an outside person looking in or hearing that might be like, that's strange. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, we're just used to it. And we're just kind of, oh, you light a candle for intention or, right. you know, and that actually to some people is a strange concept, yeah. which we're like, oh yeah, that's just like every day. <laughs> Totally. I love that you're sitting here talking and you've got a rock in your hand and yes. you're like a lot. And I do this all day long. I've got all these different stones and I'll pick one up and just hold it while I'm moving through again. Just another thing, like it, just as an example, it's just another thing. I don't even think about it. Sometimes I pick up rocks and just carry them around throughout the day as a touchstone for my ground without yes. really thinking about, oh yeah, this is why I did this. I just do it. Cause I know it's a thing that works. And so I've integrated that into just my reality. Um, so it's probably similar to like folks who pray a lot, maybe just saying a prayer and not really thinking about the way that that, you know, that they're doing it. You just, it's just what you do mm -hmm. into who you are. I don't know if that was a good example, but anyway, it's the one that came up. <laughs> So we're getting here to the end of our hour and I just want to check in one more time um, to make sure if anybody had any last questions or comments, they get the chance to ask them or speak them or type them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> whatever it might be. <laughs> I think it's really fun that uh, Veronica and I were talking this morning earlier and Veronica was like, so how long are we doing this for? And I was like, oh, for an hour. She's like, oh, okay. Well, I guess if it finishes early, I'm like, we can talk for an hour. <laughs> I don't think we're going to have an issue. Um, and so here we are at the end of the hour and I'm like, okay, reel us back in because we could keep going. I know. I almost start, started launching on the topic of altars because oh. I, like, that's like, I was like, oh yeah. I mean, that's what I do. I like look at my altar and I scan my altar. Like, like, just like, what am I feeling? Oh, just pick it. It just comes right up. Grab that. Like, what do I need right now? Oh, grab that. You know? Uh -huh. Catherine says she loves her rocks and has them under her pillow. My husband occasionally hears one clunk onto the floor and asks, what <laughs> rock do I need to find under the bed? <laughs> so I did, I had a whole rune practice where I, so each to connect with each rune stone, I put the rune stone under my pillow, you know, every night. And that same thing would happen. Like it would be uh -huh. like, click. Oh, okay. I, I, don't forget to pick that one up. <laughs> right. Someone's 
missing. Oh, yeah. oh, that's right. It might be under the bed. Okay. Right. Right. <laughs> so it's funny. Also funny. I say that a lot, but uh, when Veronica was just talking about altars and when I was talking to her on the phone earlier, before we hopped on here, she kept going. Oh yeah. And I was like, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, I'm just blowing on my altar, you know, getting rid of the ash and dust and stuff. <laughs> just cleaning my altar really quick. Just, yeah, just quick. <laughs> clean. Quick clean. Oh, this is awesome. Thank you, awesome. everyone, for joining us. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. And um, we appreciate you being a part of our community and listening to The Witch Next Door and hanging out with us here this morning. It's always fun to get to spend some time and and have a little back and forth, even if it is typing, chatting. <laughs> we'll have to do it again. Great idea. Yeah. All right. Well, until next time, everyone, keep it magical. Thanks so much for listening to Witch Next Door. If you like what you hear, you can click the anchor support link in the description of this podcast. And if you want to help other people like you find us, you can do that by... You can rate us, you can review us, or you can subscribe. Right? Yeah. And you can do all those things. You can just <laughs> click the little stars, you know, and give us like You'll some comment. cold stars and we'll comment. Yeah. How was this for you? You know, whatever. Love it. I totally love it. it. That way people who are checking out podcasts will be like, hmm, that Veronica and Emily sound like an interesting listen. I think I'll pop over there or wow, they're off the hook. We'll go listen to them. Those people can't stop laughing. This must be so <laughs> there must be something good here. I could use a good laugh. Yeah. Anyway, so do that, please. We'd appreciate it. It does help other people find our podcast. And uh, and then we also really love to hear from you. So if you have feedback, that's another way to get it to us. Uh, you can also always write us at wisewomanwitchery at sonic.net. Thank you for joining us on The Witch Next Door. Join us next week as we explore more ways to make every day more magical. Can't wait? Visit wisewomanwitchery.com or follow Wise Woman Witchery on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on all current offerings and be a part of the tribe. All episodes are created by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade Lewis. Music written and performed by Jean Cornelius.